Hey y'all, welcome to Footnotes in Witness. I'm Deborah J. McKenzie, and this is the podcast where we study the Bible to see Jesus rightly and find Him in our own story. Let us be faithful witnesses to His character and glory. Hey, did you know that there are different types of genres in the Bible? Yeah, it's 66 books, but there are different types of books. There's poetry and prophecy. There's narrative and letters, instructions, and even songs. And it's important that we know what kind of genre we're reading when we're reading it. It helps give us context and instruction. It helps us read the Bible rightly so that we can use it rightly. Now, maybe you aren't a big reader. If the word literature makes you roll your eyes, I totally understand. (laughs) But you don't have to be a literature scholar to read the Bible. I truly believe that the Bible is for you in all seasons. And it can be as simple as a matter of exposure about being able to recognize the patterns. And you already do this. Let me give you an example. Marvel movies. Marvel changed the game of movies, right? We have certain expectations. Do you stay after all the credits to see if there's an extended scene? Yeah, didn't do that before Marvel. We expect certain characters to behave a certain way, no matter which movie they're in. I expect witty banter and a snarky attitude from Iron Man, whether he's in Avengers or a three-minute scene in Spider-Man. We expect Captain America to be righteous and uncorruptible, even in a movie about a civil war between the Avengers. Maybe Marvel's not your jam. Let's talk about music. Take your favorite musician. If they released a music album in a completely different genre, you would have certain expectations. Say Dr. Dre released a pop album about beachside breakups, or George Strait tried to release a smooth R&B solo, you would be alarmed. (laughs) You have established expectations of these artists. And the same thing goes for literature. You have certain expectations. If you went to the bookstore and you asked them for a very PG romance novel full of unrequited love and soft whisperings, and it was actually a sci-fi serial killer story, it would not meet your expectations. You can't ask somebody to watch a Bad Boys or a Marvel movie and then give them the expectation that it's Pride and Prejudice or The Notebook. It's not going to work. So this happens to us when we read the Bible. When we read the Bible and we're reading something like poetry, It's full of metaphors and symbolism. And we take that out of context and we try to apply it to our life like a clear instruction. Our expectations are bound to be destroyed. The Bible is one unifying story about God, his son, Jesus Christ, and the helper, the Holy Spirit working today. But it can be extremely difficult to read like any other novel. Now, listen, I'm not an expert. I started reading my Bible in earnest in 2016. That was not that long ago. I just happened to have a wonderful crew of ladies in my life at that time who also loved Jesus. Now, some of them really loved reading their Bible, and they were very good at it. Now, my best friend and I did not. We did not want to read the Bible. We thought it was boring, and we didn't really see why it mattered. Luckily, one of those ladies decided to take the journey with us. She said, I'll meet with you once a week and let's go through this book together. 
and she showed us Jesus in the Old Testament, and it made the Bible come alive. I was given tools, I was given resources, and I was given community. And hopefully, that's what this podcast can be for you tools and resources. And then maybe you can listen to it with your friends and have community. This is all it really takes is just the intentionality of doing it. There were people in my life at that time that I thought, man, I will never know the Bible like them. And there have been times as a Bible study teacher that people have said to me, I will never read the Bible like you can. You see so much more than I can. And I tell you, every time I hear that, and those people in my life that I said that to, that's something that's so sad to hear. As a Bible teacher, that means I have failed you. I have not communicated clearly enough to you that I am actually not special. I don't have a degree. I didn't go for school for this. I'm a stay-at-home homeschool mom. Like That is just the power of the Holy Spirit and intentional time with God. And that's something that you can have too. I really do truly and deeply believe that the Bible is for you in all seasons. And if you are a follower of Jesus Christ, you have the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is there to guide you and to keep you from straying off into crazy heresies or totally taking the Bible out of context. Because if that's what you're afraid of, that's okay. I was too. But we do it anyway. We stay in that intentional mode where we go to our Bible and we say, God, what would you have me see in your word today? Now, sometimes that does mean inductive Bible study and all the highlighters and all the notes. And if that's your jam, great. Me too. That's totally fine. Maybe you don't want to do any of that highlighting, but you can take notes. Maybe you journal, or maybe you're just really good at spending time in prayer. Maybe all of those sound good to you, but you've never done any of them. That's okay. Our next series is going to help equip you to see the different genres of literature that are in the Bible. And that in and of itself is such a good place to start. So that way, when you're in the Bible, you can look and say, what kind of book am I reading? My hope is that I can help equip you. And that in that equipping, your relationship with Jesus can grow. That's what this is all about. Not an accumulation of facts, not to have the right answer all the time, but to be in relationship with the creator of the universe. Like just remember that, what this is all about. The one who created black holes and space and asteroids and Saturn and peanut butter. Like that God cares about you and wants to be in relationship with you. And so he created this way for us to be in community. He sent his son so he could make the path back to him. We get to be in community with God through Jesus Christ. And he knew it was going to be confusing. So through the Holy Spirit, he had people write some stuff down. And we have the Bible. And that is such a great gift. And sometimes we forget about how awesome that gift actually is. It can feel so overwhelming, so big. This giant ancient book full of dead languages, we don't relate to it. But if you can remember what it is, it's God's character, it's his story, his love letter about who he is given to you, then that can make all the difference. So hopefully I can help equip you to recognize the patterns in a couple of main categories. There's narrative, poetry, and composed discourse. 
Now, the basic structure of biblical literature spans all 66 books. And depending on who you ask, there are several types of literatures. But we're going to focus just on these main three over the next season. So narrative is simply telling a story. There's characters in a setting, which can be a time or a place, and they go through an event. There's a plot. There's poetry, which is full of symbolism, metaphors, and similes. And poetry is not something that most people read on their day-to-day reading list. They usually don't sit down with books of Keats and Robert Frost. That's okay. You can still find a way to read biblical poetry and see how it fits into the bigger story, because you already know what the point is, and that is really helpful. There's also composed discourse. These are things like the epistles, which just means letters. That's where the author or the person who wrote it is telling specific Christians what to do or how to live their life. And so when we look at these three main kind of literature genres, we'll be able to get a better sense of what we're reading, how, and what to do while we're reading those genres. So my challenge for you would be to schedule some time. I talked with my husband, Mike, last week, and he asked me, like, how do you not go off on rabbit trails whenever you're looking up cross-references? And it brought to mind such a good point that there's time for study. There's time for boxing all the connecting words and using all your highlighters. But there's also time for just reading your Bible. So I encourage you to put some time in your calendar, in your phone, for study and for reading. Now, if you don't like to read, there are so many free apps out there where it will actually read the Bible to you. And that's a great thing to do on the way to the grocery store, on the way to work, on the way to your kid's violin lesson, whatever it is. But just be familiar with the word. Get to know Jesus and what his character has. Then schedule some time for study. Because the times where you're just going to have the Bible read to you or you're going to sit and read it can be much shorter, can be 10 minutes, can be 15 minutes. But maybe there's only once a week or maybe even only twice a month where you are able to dedicate a full hour to sitting down and studying your Bible. So I encourage you, look at your calendar and schedule it just like you would a dentist appointment, getting your hair dyed, or going to see your kids play. Because if you're anything like me, if it's not in your calendar, it's not going to get done. And I want to encourage you that if you schedule it and you put it in your calendar, and it doesn't happen the first couple of times, that's okay. It's all about intentionality. So maybe the first step is just putting it in your calendar. And the second step is actually following through and keeping that appointment with yourself. And then you'll see it will get easier to make that part of your routine. And then hopefully you get to the place where you're spending at least a little bit of time every day in the Bible, because it is just like any other relationship. I was so happy to have my husband on to have that conversation with me, but there's no way our relationship would be that strong where I could ask him to do something so vulnerable if we hadn't spent the last 20 years together. This year in December, we will celebrate our 16th wedding anniversary, which is awesome. But that took a lot of intentional time and effort. If I only said hi to my husband once a year on our anniversary, we wouldn't have a very good relationship. So if you're only going to your Bible once every now and then, if you're only in community in church on Christmas and Easter, then your relationship is going to reflect that. 
And so I don't say this out of any judgment because I've been there too. (laughs) But if that's something that you crave to be in better relationship, then that's how you do it is you spend time with God. Just like I need to ask my husband every day, how was your day? And I expect him to ask me, I want to be in relationship with him. It's the same with any other relationship, even a friend, your parent, a sibling. If you didn't spend any time with that person, your relationship wouldn't develop. So treat Jesus just like that, like a friend, because he's worth it. So the next four weeks in December, we're going to be looking at narrative. What is the story? How do we know if we're reading a narrative? And what do we do with that story? And we're going to use the story of Jesus's birth, the nativity story. We're going to look at the characters and how to look up the backstories of those characters and what we do with it. And hopefully this will be a really sweet season, a really sweet Christmas season where we get to know Jesus a little bit better and we get to know his word better. Starting something new can always feel a little scary. Just like the first time you tell your story, being a witness can sometimes feel like falling. Sometimes saying, I'm going to learn how to read my Bible can feel intimidating and scary. And maybe it feels like falling. But I want to encourage you that falling is just the beginning. God has so much in store for you. And I truly believe that because I've seen him do it in my life. I hope you have a happy holiday season. And join me right here with Footnotes and Witness, learning God's story, his narrative, because he's worth it. And falling is just the beginning.